Kia ora and welcome to the Front Row TVNZ's show and podcast, talking all things rugby as we lead into the all-important Rugby World Cup, which is next month. It's Ooh, next what? month. What? Scott Stevenson, what? Paul Moore, with me on the panel. Are you excited about what? the fact that it's next is that? Next month. Okay, I should stop yelling because otherwise sound is going to get very annoyed at how me. How good? But how good? Now, first though. I'm a bit worried now. Are you worried? Are you worried because of the performance against the spring or are you worried? Just quiet up. Steve Hansen calling on us to have patience after that performance against the Springboks over the weekend. 16-all draw. What did you make of it, Mr Stevenson? I was there, actually. I watched from the stands. I, I had my eye on a couple of players in particular. I wanted to see how Matt Todd went, and I'm really stoked that he's in the squad. More on that later. But I, I think Steve Hansen's got a point. We have seen this before in the, at the start of the All Black season, and I think given this year they have really settled on a game plan. They've got to get everyone back together. They've played two teams in two different weeks with a week build-up each, as Steve Hansen said yesterday in his press conference. And uh, there's rust. Mm. There's a lot of rust, yes. don't get me wrong, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of toes for fingers, yeah. but they're still playing a lot of footy, and I think they'll be reasonably happy. He'll have the CRC out this week, yeah. and he'll be hitting the rust. Correct. The other thing, too, is that the All Blacks themselves have been two completely different teams over two That's weeks. Right. Yeah. And then we're going to see that honed down now that we've made the cuts. They're going to take the Bledisloe incredibly seriously, and then I think... This plan will start to materialise for those of us that don't know what the plan is. <laughs> Fingers crossed, because it does kind of concern me, though. You know, you get to this point in time where you're going, there are only three tests left yeah. between now and the World Cup and that opener against the Springboks, the all-important opener. Um, first of all, though, let's have a look uh, from that Springboks game at some of the key stats from the draw in Wellington. So a try apiece, uh, the All Blacks with the greatest share of possession, though they conceded nearly 20 turnovers. Better than the 25 against Argentina, but still not yeah. great, is it? Uh, they did Concede fewer penalties in the box, nowhere near as many missed tackles, and dominated in the metres carried stakes. You know what? You look at some of those stats and you actually think they probably should have won that. They, they most definitely should have won yeah. the game. Mm. Um, there is a risk of playing too much rugby, and uh, the All Blacks have fallen into this trap before, and we've seen teams in Super Rugby fall into this trap as well. Quite often, you've just got to say to yourself, maybe we're better off without the ball here. Yeah. Uh, South Africa aren't a team that you can accuse of being able to engineer 90-metre tries. As a general rule, we saw that in the World Cup semi-final in 2015, where the All Blacks just out... Uh, strategised the Springboks mm. kicked deep, said you run to <laughs> us from 90 metres deep and we will stop you. I think the All Blacks wanted to go out there and play with tempo, in fact they obviously want to play with tempo uh, but just sometimes when that doesn't come off you've got to go to your plan B. From a Springboks perspective, I mean Razzy Erasmus was pretty open about the fact that he was coming here to play his, you know, his best team as much as he could to try and get that psychological advantage. Do you think, Paul, that they would have gotten that out of the draw? They will think they've gotten that. <laughs> they will think they've gotten that because they dominated the first half and then they came back at the end of the second half and they're going to get their captain back, mm. which will make that very good loose forward trio even better. Yeah. And they have That's got impact off the bench. They've got two amazing halfbacks right. and they've got impact off the bench. They will be happy. Yeah, they were pretty... Impressive. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to be like a harbinger of doom here or anything. I just really. I sure. Get, no, no. Let's well, panic. Go on. There's only a month to go, and we're through with the Springboks. Let's panic. What are we going to do? Wait, Show everybody are you, out. Are you suggesting that I might <laughs> they, be overreacting they, they're, here? They're a Outrageous. good team. They're a good team, and they're a smart team. And yeah. Rossi Erasmus is a smart coach. You know, the Springboks are still here. They stayed in New Zealand yeah. for the week before yes. they go to Argentina. They're smart soaking move. it all up, just thinking about it. Let's yeah. let's not only draw with the All Blacks on their home patch after beating them on the same same last year. Now let's camp in this city hang around for yeah. another week, just hanging out like mind we are in the show. Yeah. Oh, we Great. do love the mind games. All right, let's have a listen now to what Steve Hansen had to say after that draw. 
we're trying to do th something that's new and uh, and they're quite they're not quite clear on that yet how they're going about it and sometimes we didn't even look like what you know anything like what we were training yeah we can see a fair bit of daylight at the end of the tunnel so we just got to be patient got to be patient so yeah. at what stage do you start panicking <laughs> the day after the Springbok game? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I don't. I, you know, in fact, he doubled down on that comment yesterday at the Bledisloe Cup announcement too, where he said, you know, we saw enough to get us excited in those two performances. Yeah. He said we took risks. He said the rewards were great and they allowed us to make decisions around players. That's what they used those two tests for. Now, we want them to win. Of course we do. We want them to look good doing it because it's the All Blacks and everyone expects that from them. But I think as far as Steve Hansen's concerned, this was just get us out of the way, we'll move on to the next yeah. block. Take what you can get from it and they probably got what they wanted. What they did not want was a major injury. One of the big talking points of the weekend. Poor Brody Retallick taken off the field with a dislocated shoulder. The good news, it wasn't as bad as we all feared after we saw him in this level of pain. Poor guy, you don't see that often. Steve Hansen says he's still a possible for the World Cup, but with it less than eight weeks away now, in case we haven't talked about that enough, uh, it is a bit of a race against <laughs> what the about, clock. What about, the, what about the Google search went up yeah. off the Richter scale during that <laughs> test match? Yeah. Dislocated shoulder recovery time. I contributed to that statistic. That's what I was doing immediately as soon as he was going Unreal. off the field, going, now, if he comes yeah, back for this and trying to do all those mental calculations, yeah. if he comes back in times of this, will he be ready? Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't really matter you know, for quarterfinal. Do you know the great thing, Kim, is that everyone's now an orthopaedic expert. Yeah. It's like, well, there's no bone damage. So it's only, it's only ligament break, so you'll be, you'll be fine. And then you can recover from that. Just do a few arm raises. He'll be all right. He'll, he'll be, be back on. He'll can't be back. Get, yeah, you can't get the big guzzler out of the World Cup, can no, you? Can't. You can't. No, no, exactly. And at least, I guess, now they've got Scott Barrett back from injury, so that's... That's massive, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, that's going to be interesting because all the talk, I think, over the coming weeks is who plays six. Mm. And uh, I don't know if that's on your talking points today, Kim. Oh, but let's you better spend... believe it is. <laughs> yeah. you are, we talking believe about, are we talking about this now or should we come back to it? You know what? It? Let's come back to it very shortly because, for way of context, five players have been cut from the All Black squad ahead of the Bledisloe Test, which start next week in Perth. So we're now down to 34 players. These are the ones who have been released. Uh, I'm not sure how many surprises there are in there for you. I'm a little bit upset, personally, for Tuanukuafe, because, yep. you know, he's a cult yeah. hero, he's a fan favourite. Um, uh, the Lucys, Shannon Frizzell, Dalton Popoli'i have gone as well. Um, Joshuani will stick around now for development purposes for the second uh, for the second Bledisloe test. Is that right? He's still with the squad, so yes, yeah. uh, but he is there by invitation mm. rather than selection. Yeah. So that distinction was made pretty clearly yesterday. Asafu Almur played no minutes, no, so he didn't no. get an opportunity. No. Uh, Shannon Frizzell had a uh, big opportunity yep. against the Springboks, just didn't do enough. Steve Hansen said yesterday they've settled on their six. Who is Who's the, the six? six? Luke Jacobson is the only real specialist six yep. in that side. But Fafita keeps hanging around. Fafita's there as a lock six. Scott Barrett's coming mm. back. Scotty Barrett comes and back. And the captain's going to fit into the loose forward mix somewhere. If they keep Todd around, does that mean he's the backup seven? And does Artie Savia move Artie to eight? number eight. Oh, oh, yeah. you know, oh we love it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to throw this Speculate. at you. Right? I'm just going to throw this at you. 
Everyone's so keen to see Kieran Reid shift around. The guy no, has not. played 119 It's not about being matches. keen, it's about what these selections are potentially yeah. telling well, us. Adi Savia, Sam Kane, Kieran Reid with potentially Matt Todd on the bench. You've got four of the best loose forwards in yeah. the world, but I just don't think you should be able to say to Kieran Reid, hey, you move. Yeah. He has earned the right yeah. to play He can eight. play he's he He's the wants. captain of the All Blacks. It's the same calls on Richie McCall last yeah. time, where everyone said, oh, he's got too slow, maybe he should yeah. play blind. So Richie McCall yeah. was like, going, what? I've played 142 mm. tests as a number seven, now you Is want that to not enough for you? What? what? <laughs> and, and Kieran Reid will be at his very best at this World Cup. He's, no, not he his, he's a long way from his best now. And the same thing, they said the same thing about Dan Carter at the last World Cup. Yeah, it's that's a, very true. It feels to me a little bit like 99, where how do we fit Tana, Jonah, Goldie and Christian into a back line? Mm. Well, maybe we shouldn't no, have. Let's not, no, <laughs> let's, let's, not, not let's not do that. Um, let's well, do let's that. hear from Steve Hansen again now on whether those players uh, who have been cut have a finding chance of making it to Japan. Look, they can jump back in the mix, but it's obviously getting harder, isn't it? Because uh, we're trying to narrow it down, and uh, we've got two big games coming up, and and then um, we'll reflect and get it down to 31. It doesn't sound like short of injury, really. Is yep. there much of a chance at this point when they've still got yeah. a few good players that they still need to cut to get down to that 31 yeah, man squad for that's the That's right. And remember, Ritalik and Ryan Crotty potentially have to yep. come back as yep. well. Back so in. it's not just cutting four, it's maybe cutting six. Yep. That it's, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. There will be injuries. Yeah. I'm sorry to say no, this, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not going to sit there playing the injury lottery right now, but we have seen it in every World Cup Absolutely. that there will be injuries. So guys have just got to be patient, uh, to coin a phrase, and, uh, <laughs> and, right, and, and hope for the um, best. Yeah, <laughs> All right, let's move on uh, to the team that we will be playing next, which is the Wallabies, their match against Argentina. The Wallabies won 16-10, not overly convincingly, one would say. I'm not sure how much you saw of the game, Scotty. Yep, when when watched the game, uh, they had some moments. Yeah. The Wallabies, I thought, um, and so did Argentina. Spare a thought for Argentina. They've lost 21 of their last 25 test matches, and uh, the Wallabies are on the rebuild. They're without their best player, due to circumstances we're all familiar with. Mm. Uh, they're trying to build back into a game plan that is going to get them deep into a Rugby World Cup. They're not there yet, but they have a back line. Man, yeah, they've got they a back do. line. They do. amazing. And I'll need to use it a lot because I have a fun stat for you, team. Oh, yes, please, I've brought up. a fun stat to the table. <laughs> right, so in the two tests of the Rugby Championship so far, the Wallabies have spent 78 seconds in the opposition 22, compared, wow. compared to the other three teams who are all around the five-minute mark from their two yeah. tests. Now, like you say, they've got a good back line. Tries don't necessarily come f or originate from inside the 22, but it's a pressure thing, right? How are they supposed to build and accumulate a lot of pressure if they're not actually spending any time threatening that line? Exactly. That's a rhetorical question. It they, is a rhetorical question. That was, they, that they was a can't. statement question. <laughs> they can't. They can't, but if you've got two centres like that, do you need to be that close? Valid point. Do you just bust through from 40 metres out, hook up with your wingers and your fullback? Oh, just gotta, they've just got to find a way to use, to use those guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and the problem, they're not a driving team, they're no. not a mauling team, so they're not going to win games by taking five-metre no. line-outs and crashing over for tries, so they've got to find other ways. Mm. Um, now, the game against the Pumas did also feature what I think is the feel-good story of the week. That is, of course, Christian Leliafano returning to the green and gold for the first time since being diagnosed with leukaemia three years ago. What a story of resilience he is. Diagnosed in 2016, he was told he may never play rugby again, but against the odds, he returned to professional 
rugby in 2017, this year bringing up his 150th Super Rugby cap with the Brumbies. Then on his return test against Argentina over the weekend, he contributed 11 of the Aussies' 16 points, kicking three penalties and a conversion. Auckland board, let's remember, former Waikato player. He has been chasing the World Cup dream for more than a decade now after being cut for the 2015 campaign at the final selection hurdle. He is set to move to Japan after this year's World Cup. What do you reckon his chances are of making that World Cup squad? Massive. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's, he's a got. driver. Yeah, exactly. He's, he drives their bus. Yeah. And not least just for the inspiration, the motivation, the leadership yeah. um, that we hear so much talked about. Here's what Aussie teammate Samu Karevi had to say about how he inspires the team. His aura about him, the, the buzz that he brings to the team, um, you know, second to none. And um, again, uh, you just have to go look look back at what he's done with footy and, and like what he's done with his life in the last couple of years to to be where he is now. Um, you know, it's it's amazing, and um, you know, it's credit to his family as well, the support system around him, um, and himself. Uh, like I said, the resilience that he has. That says it all, really. Right, back here. Super Rugby. Finally, we know what Geordie Barrett's doing in this tussle between the Canes and the Blues, inking a three-year deal initially with the Canes, but with an option to switch teams after one year. Here's Canes Chief Executive Avon Lee. Look, I won't lie, we're not thrilled, but uh, at the end of the day, we've got Geordie back in the Hurricanes next year, and it's up to us now to prove to Geordie, in a way, that he's made the right decision. Has he made the right decision? <laughs> is it a decision? I'm not sure. It's the ultimate fence yeah. sitting, isn't yeah, it? It's a no decision, decision. Yeah. Um, sitting at the top of the Bombay's yeah. kind of like, looking north, looking south. We, we covered it last time on the show about mm. this negotiation. It's been fairly fraught. The Hurricanes thought, well, look, here's the offer. The Blues said, we're going to offer you more. Geordie Barrett sitting in the middle going, I don't want to let you yeah. down. I'm, yeah. oh, that looks yeah. pretty good. I want to play with my brother. But Bowden Barrett doesn't know whether he's going on sabbatical next year. So I think for Geordie, it was a case of saying, Get into a franchise, put it out of your mind, yeah. because he's got bigger fish to yeah. fry right now. He's not exactly settled in that 31-man no. World yeah. Cup squad. Exactly. So, and Steve Hansen's yeah. kind of talked about him recently yeah. eh, as well, talking about how he's kind of in a big rush. He's a 22-year-old yeah. in a big rush to do everything. Yeah. Um, and whether that's, I guess, achieving at an international level or what he's doing when he's actually on the field, maybe he just needs to yeah. take a deep breath. Have some patience. Have some patience. <laughs> Have that's some... right. <laughs> motif of today's show. All right, um, turning on to a much more serious topic now because making moves, uh, making waves rather on One News Now this week, the awful stories around a couple of incidents of referees being assaulted at grassroots level. Steve Hansen did address this uh, at his press conference yesterday. Here are his thoughts. We wouldn't have a game without referees. Um, you know, we get frustrated at our level with them, but we understand that they're human and they'll make mistakes and they're there to be supported. Um, so, you know, it's not right for anybody to hit anyone. Uh, can't say I disagree there. Now, Paul Moore, you do have something to add to that. Yeah, so just... I'm shielding up. I know you're going to lose oh, it. Oh, no. I'm shielding. First oh, up, Ardmore which is where the young boy that was refereeing was assaulted as my club. Two weeks ago, I was there watching them play the county's club final, and I'm, I am steamed. I'm just, how shit do you have to be to think that this is okay? Do not do this. Do not. Why do you attack a 14 year old kid refereeing a bunch of 11 year old kids? How sad is your life? This is, no. 
No. No. Look, we, we sent the video footage of the, the Middle March yep. incident, um, and I know speaking to friends who are referees, they were incensed. And, and not only incensed, but so upset. Yeah. In the vast majority of cases, these are volunteers yep. who are out there Absolutely. trying their hardest. Um, we have a major issue nationwide on sideline abuse, not just on referees, but on young kids trying their mm. hardest. Yep. Everyone, and not just in rugby, we should no, make a point as well. Sport, across and sport, sport. everyone knows the line. Mm. You know the line. Mm. We have got to stop crossing it. These are extreme examples. Mm. But everyone should be a little bit more cognizant of the damage their words can cause. Mm. Yep. And if those words can then spark actions like this, then we're in serious trouble in terms of our sideline spectators and our sideline support. And the future of the game, because if you're, you're out there as a youngster getting abused, you see referees being attacked, why would you want to keep playing? Yeah, Why exactly. would you want to do this if this is what happens to you? you exactly. Know? Why? All right. Ooh. Can't finish it on that heavy note. So finally, if you haven't heard, Air New Zealand has released a new safety video. All Blacks related, of course, in a World Cup year. Here's my personal favourite part. When do you think they'll do the next All Black safety video? Four more years, probably. Okay, come on. Scotty's not impressed. I thought it was funny. Scotty's sitting there with a look on his face that just says, what are you doing? Why have you put this in front of me? It was funny at the time. George, it's the same gag. We, we, New gag, George. Just, that, that was 16 oh, years ago, old, George. 16 <laughs> years ago. We've won it two times in a row. And of course still, it gets old. And he's still quite literally making money off it. I mean, that's just smart. <laughs> he's such a good boy. He's a lovely man. And also, but good sense of humour mm. from the All Blacks for allowing yeah. that to be a part of what's yeah. really a promotional video for them because that shows that um, maybe there is a sense of humour in this game after all. <gasps> Madness. Oh, you know, serious business. It's a serious <laughs> business. <laughs> all right, that is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Front Row. Any topics or burning issues you want to discuss, uh, you can get in touch with us at the front row at tvnz.co.nz. We'll be back next week. We will be talking all things Aussie ahead of Steve Hansen's second no. highest priority of this year. No, we won't. Second highest priority <laughs> of this year, the first split of slow <laughs> test. We will be. Okay. Mr Stevenson, oh, you love it. All right, <clears> see you then. <laughs>